We're not quite at the portion of the fast lane where we do an employee evaluation, but trust me, that's going to be coming somewhat soon with Tom Bowles, NASCAR reporter for FrenchStretch.com. But we'll also ask him about the end of the season and Ryan Blaney winning the NASCAR championship. And it's actually really cool because one of the things that is, at least for me, someone who loves watching when people overcome different points of adversity in their life is how they're able to use those challenges and those patches. And that's one of the neatest parts about this. Listen to Ryan Blaney mentioning how the heartbreak and the pain of finishing poorly last year helped fuel him this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, we had a good shot to get here last year, and, and I made mistakes, you know, at, at Vegas and Miami that kept us out. And, um, you know, that was that was pretty brutal, um, you know, for me, for our whole group, right? Whenever you are the one personally making those mistakes, you know, you take it the harshest, right? But, um you know, everyone on the 12 group supported me really well. And we just kind of set into, hey, what do we need to do to get better, right? Where are the areas we need to get better? And, and we did that over the off season and was able to get here this year. So um, I think we learned a lot from last year from multiple sides. I love that. Just just the idea of learning from mistakes and getting a second chance. And I understand there's kind of hey, a lazy. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, everybody you... has those days. Plenty of people do. And... Do you know who said that? No. Was the wise words of Hannah Montana. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Taylor Swift. No. I Everybody ask, has mistakes. Everybody has, to, has those days. I'm asking for forgiveness from the Swifties. but Nobody's um, perfect. You got to do it again and again until you get it right. Are you that big of a Hannah Montana fan? Are we, are we getting a confessional? Here I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. How do you not know that? I mean, I know I mean, who I'm Hannah older. Montana you is. Are, you are older than me, so. No, I mean, look, here's the thing, Trey. You know my girl is JoJo, not Hannah Montana, and... Uh, catching on to Hannah Montana right now would be a little too little too late. Not for your four-year-olds or five-year-olds, excuse me, your uh, twins. Yeah, I mean we got plenty of options right now when it comes to Bluey. Those oh, Paul Paw Patrol. They are both hits in our got household, uh, among many other things. But no, uh, look, it's one of the cool parts about Ryan Blaney winning a championship is that the the learning from last year and overcoming mistakes and. Uh, from a personal level, it's the type of thing that I think we all hopefully uh, can can find solace in and relate to. And there's a great article about it from your colleague, Trey, colleague of our next guest, Tom Bowles, frontstretch.com. Danny Peters had a great article on that and how it kind of helps Ryan Blaney become the everyman's type driver, his win and personality. Tom, first of all, a pleasure to speak with you. There are many angles to looking at the end of the season and uh, Ryan Blaney's win to a championship his first uh, in the second consecutive year that Penske has won a championship. But is this the type of championship where people may appreciate it more after the fact than in the moment of leading up to the championship? Oh, I think people appreciate it now. I think that for Blaney, he's been knocking on the door so many times and just never really got over the hump of even getting to the championship four. So I, I wouldn't say it's a complete surprise that he was there, but I don't think he was the favorite heading in. And so it's a little bit of an adjustment from that perspective, but I think people really have embraced him as champion. It's not like he had a bad year, guys, and it's not like he hasn't been, like, you know, poking around the championship race. He had three wins. You know, it's the first guy since the elimination-style format to not win the championship race and end up champion. But, you know, overall, I think he's had a really solid season and, you know, is a deserving champion and I think will be embraced. From NASCAR's fans, with Ryan Blaney being embraced as a champion, 
Will he ever get to the level of popularity that Chase Elliott has gotten or even a number of other drivers that are either polarizing by their nature or drivers that fans seem to resonate uh, to? Or is there a ceiling on what Ryan Blaney can be in terms of mentioned as one of those go-to drivers when promoting NASCAR? So I, I think he's got a lot of room to grow. You know what I mean? I think he's someone that is not necessarily at the level of a Chase Elliott or retiring Kevin Harvick right now. But the fact that he's so open to growing the sport, one of the things that I really attached to during his post-race presser on Sunday is he really felt like it was the obligation of the champion to go out there and find new and creative ways to grow the sport in various ways with the media and in various ways, you know, off the racetrack. And I think it's a breath of fresh air because I don't think we've seen that from somebody that has so much room to grow, number one, in quite some time because Joey Logano last year is already a well-established guy. Kyle Larson the year before that was a well-established guy and at the same time was coming off of this controversy that got him fired in 2020. So I still think he wasn't being universally embraced yet nationally. And then Chase Elliott the year before that, you know, we could have a whole conversation about whether Chase really wants to embrace the sport beyond the bare bones media that he does. So I think that, that's the difference, right? I think that Ryan is someone that already is very popular inside the garage area, has one of those really engaging personalities, and then can go out there, and if he's motivated to grow the sport, can grow it. I, you know, They're going to do a five-part documentary on Netflix about the NASCAR playoffs. You know, he's exploring different ways in which he can, you know, interact with media that doesn't typically follow the sport. You know, he's somebody that is a Star Wars fan, has a lot of outside interests besides just racing. So I think he can relate to a bunch of uh, a bunch of different people. And I think that's really positive, you know, in the midst of a sophomore slump for the next gen for NASCAR. I think it's a really good ending for them. NASCAR Bowls, Twitter, frontstretch.com, where you can keep up with the work of Tom Bowles, who's with us here in the fast lane. Tom, for Ford, they not only get the win with Ryan Blaney, but it caps off a weekend where they sweep the championships and now have the last two NASCAR Cup Series champions. Is this a manufacturer just knowing how to perform well at one track, or do you have to give them enough credit for positioning themselves to be in these championship four races, which means having a solid enough season and playoffs to get there? You know... There was a little bit, not luck, but just right place, right time involved for Ford this weekend. You, know, you look at the Truck Series Championship and all, all the craziness that w- happened on Friday. They probably wouldn't have won the title uh, had things played out differently. But overall, I think it's Team Penske within Ford that has to be happiest, right? They've now won three out of the last six cup titles. Logano twice, now Ryan Blaney. They have those guys signed over the long term. They seem to have a leg up right now on Hendrick and Gibbs and the other big organizations that they compete for Toyota and Chevy. And along those lines, you look ahead, they're both really, really young. You know, Logano is just 33 years old. Blaney turns 30 in the offseason. So there's a big window that they can add on to these championships. So Ford overall... I think has to feel really good because like you said, they had a horrible season during the regular season and Stuart Haas racing is in the midst of a transition where they're going to start next year with a total of one cup win on their roster. That's one of their biggest teams. RFK is on the upswing. They haven't had 
the the peak of their potential yet. So I, I think that for Ford, there's a lot of room to grow there. And, you know, you can't grow any more than going three for three on championship weekend. They have to be absolutely thrilled. It would be a good thing for Ford to do what they did this past weekend. And it's something that has to make them happy. Meanwhile, NASCAR, probably not as thrilled. Championship race down 9% from last year's championship race. Granted, they went head-to-head with the biggest and most watched NFL game of the weekend, Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it merely just coincidental timing that hurt NASCAR, or is there something larger at work here? No. Overall, NASCAR really struggled during the playoffs. There's no hiding it. There's no mistaking it. The second year with the next gen, you really felt like, some of the bigger teams figured out some of the intricacies of this car and pulled away a little bit. So we didn't see as many upsets. I think that there weren't as many compelling storylines when you entered the playoffs, plus you're missing the sport's most popular driver. But you know, this next-gen car in year two really started to become a car that's excellent on intermediate tracks, but struggles pretty much everywhere else. And they haven't yet found a fix for it, nor is everybody really on board for a fix because – some of the teams are going, we're not going to pay any more money until our charter deal is signed. Why are you coming at us with fixes? It's almost as if NASCAR is using the schedule to dance around that for now until they can get their TV deal done, their charter deal done, and you know, get on solid financial footing for the next decade so then they can turn around and work on the fixes they need. But yeah, I think that was part of it. You know, there was so much newness last year, new next-gen, very competitive racing, record number of winners, and it just had all this interest around it. Now, you know, you went into the championship four. Blaney was a real interesting pick and the best-case scenario, but I I don't think Christopher Bell moves the needle. I really don't. I, I think William Byron became a little bit more popular this year, but he's not somebody that's in the top tier of popularity. I think Kyle Larson, had he won, it would have been great for the sport, but I, I just didn't see the buzz outside of our normal NASCAR circles that we saw in 2022. And I think the sport has some work to do entering the last year of their deal next year. It brings up a good question that we'll ask right now of Tom Bowles from frontstretch.com. And that's because Austin Karp of Sports Business Journal tweeted this out earlier today that the season as a whole for NASCAR's points races, which is Daytona through Phoenix, start of the year through the end of the year, averaged 2.86 million viewers. That's down 5% from the 3.03 million last year for the entire NASCAR points-paying cup series season. What's the number for NASCAR? Where if they continue to drop, they go, okay, we've got to commit to a different car, find a different way to approach things because it's impacting in the order words of our guy, Kenny Powers, the amount of dollar, dollar bills, y'all, that they can actually obtain. I don't think it's necessarily a number, Ed, as perception and whether we're going back up or not because third time's the charm right like first year of the next gen even with some safety issues during the playoffs i think people would look back on it and say it was an absolutely fantastic year and people felt like the next gen came in above expectations now all of a sudden at the end of year two because you had a real stagnant year in terms of competition people are feeling a little bit different so what happens next year? Are there a bunch of new names that are coming to the fold? You know, you have Harvick retiring. There's an op- at least one opening for a new playoff spot for somebody else you know, to make an impact. 
how will Ross Chastain's presence in the sport be? Remember, he was one of those big names that catapulted national attention. The Mario Kart move to get in the championship for last year at Martinsville in just an overall aggressive style of racing. How competitive will he be next year? Uh, how will some of the younger drivers, will Noah Gregson be back in the sport full time? Will he have an impact? There are a lot of of question marks right now and you know nascar and its scheduling you know we'll have to see if some of the races that missed last year like martinsville and bristol can they get a better short track package out there they're doing some testing in the offseason to try and land on something that's better and if nascar can rebuild momentum it's coming at the right time they are waiting till the tail end for their TV deals to get re-signed. And we may not see something on the TV deals for several months. We were hoping to have something at the end of the summer, but if NBC is holding out for the NBA and they can't afford both the NBA and NASCAR, it may be until the end of the spring until we have some of these deals announced. I think the Fox portion of the deal is done, but I think it's the second half and who the third partner will be in whether NBC will, will 100% stay that are the big question marks. It is a big question mark for NASCAR in terms of where they go from here. Does it grow next year? Does it flatline? Does it stabilize? Does it regress even further for NASCAR in terms of their interest as a 2024 season gets ready to begin? I think NASCAR will be back on the upswing. I think overall the next-gen car has been way more positive than people thought it might end up turning out. Remember, before 2022, people were like, if the next-gen car is a complete and total failure, then NASCAR is just ready to just spiral down the drain. And that didn't happen. It was the opposite. The next-gen car was great. And we had this amazing competition, and NASCAR deserves a lot of credit for that. Now, I think they need to find better ways to market themselves, which ties this whole hit together with how Blaney is really trying to approach his championship. I think that's smart because NASCAR is just – continuing to have to share the spotlight with Formula One and Drive to Survive and everything surrounding that. So I I think that as we go into 2024, NASCAR needs to look at different ways in which they can branch out off the racetrack and be discovered by different people. And my hope is that people that were hot in 2022, fresh faces, come back in 2024. And you have a little bit more competitive balance. And it's not just Hendrick, Gibbs, and Penske at the front of the field, because I think if it's Hendrick, Gibbs, and Penske at the front, I think over time that tires people out. And that's why Chicago, I think, was so great for the sport. That was the highest rated uh, race in several years on on national television outside of the Daytona 500. Because why? Australian SVG comes out of nowhere, wins this crazy race on a street course for the first time. It was all of these factors into one that produced an amazing result. And the more new faces and new blood that the sport can welcome in the next 12 months, I think the better off they are as they try and position themselves for the next decade. Tom Bowles, FrontStretch.com, NASCAR Bowles, the ways to keep up with his Amazing content, and yes, we're buttering him up to ask the most important question of the entire day, Tom. Be smart here, Tom. It's employee evaluation time for our own Trey Lyle. What grade (laughs) would you give him for his inaugural season at frontstretch.com? Well, you know, Trey joined in the middle of the year, Ed. So you know what happens when you get into, into a class in the middle and you didn't start from the beginning of the end? and take it all the way to the end, you get an incomplete. Ooh, I like that. Just a cliffhanger out of the highest train. order, right? I mean, I already got promoted there, so I think it's an A, just saying, based off his actions. so 
You know, I mean, I, I don't know. To be know. fair, I did. <laughs> Just saying. You're based not off, lying with that. His words are better than, right. his actions speak louder than his words. That's all I got to say. Trey, <laughs> I love how you're coming to your own defense here. Tom, Keep it in the back of your mind that we are going to hold you to a grade next year. So just keep that in mind. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for your time today in the fast lane. We've been excited to be part of all the great content you're putting together at frontstretch.com. Great to partner with you guys. Look forward to it again next year. And uh, we'd love to catch up with you on some different ventures as well. I'll hit you up privately about that because uh, some exciting ideas that could include what you guys do as well. Absolutely. I'd like to congratulate Trey for not hanging up on me during any of my radio hits this year. It allows him to keep his job. Oh, yes. Debatable. There. I probably could hang up on you and still keep my job. No. I'm too relied oh, on here. Oh, and there's the ego we all know and love. Just kidding, Tom. You know, I would never do that to you. I love you too much. <laughs> You're a better boss than Ed. Bye, gentlemen. Because Ed's not my boss, but that's that's a good bye, sir. Tom Bowles with us here in the fast lane. You know, Trey, I mean, it just it is what it is. Now I'm catching strays from you. I mean, you, I don't know you, you do strays, it all the time. Well, you're you're technically not my boss. I mean, I guess technically not. Now I I have to make recommendations and provide my feedback. You're more like to a supervisor. Like like Brian was like my supervisor. You're the person I report to. That's a better way to put it. That's probably a good way to describe it. But you don't Reasonable. control my money here, or well, you sort it. Like I meant, like how much I get paid specifically. That's a good way to put it. I mean, it. Look, I don't have the final say on that there by no means. Anyway, when we come back in the fast lane, you've had feedback. So we'll get to that here in the fast lane on plenty of topics. Liberty, the NFL, and more on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg 